Welcome to Cinema Patino. I mean, Cinema Machito. <laughs> All right. Guess who's having some um, some whiskey tonight? He's having a little of that old um, redneck Riviera. Ooh, you got to yes. try it sometime, Leroy. It does sound delicious. You haven't tried it yet? No, he can't get it over there. It's like local Portland thing. It's for us hippies. They have Burnside in New York. They do. I don't know. Check, 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 check. They, I think the check redneck, your mail. I think the Redneck Riviera thing came from like Vegas because we saw like the logo and everything for it. But some local company here decided to make good bourbon and use their like likeness. And it's this dirty Ricky Bobby kind of like car driver. Anyway, with me as always is the. Ichi to my mama Michi, Mr. Lee Vandercleef. How you doing, buddy? Hey, buddy. Every day is a holiday. How are you doing today? Oh, oh wow. Oh, you're loud. Wow. That, was in, that was like in stereo. Um, holiday indeed. Today's Sunday. I have the day off work. How about you, Jenna? With me as oh. always is oh, the hello. fertilizer to my grass. How's it going, Jenna? <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling very fertile. You're the you're yeah. the you're the weird vape device to my um, dry marijuana. Um. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I went for it. I Woo! Went for it. Yeah, yeah. So Lee, you've been really busy. So we haven't had a podcast in like eight months. What's that all about? I discovered the secrets to masturbation. What? Like the thing where you touch the thing? I didn't realize there was just like, I, th- I, th- I thought there was just like one secret. There's multiple secrets. Well, okay. So my doctor the other day, I just un- misunderstood him. He was just like, I'm like, so you're saying I can rub one out anytime I want? And he said, no, Matthew. What I said is you can have a stroke at any time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I didn't get that, but now I get it. And I guess it's about my high blood pressure. <laughs> what has Reddit done to you? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, so, um, yeah. How you doing, Lee Vandercleef? Hey, I'm doing good, buddy. How are you doing tonight? Excellent. This dude moved um, almost halfway across the world from Colorado to Arizona. Yeah. So now you're getting all tan. You got warm feet. I left the land of uh, breweries and beards, and I went to the land of uh, heat stroke and palm trees. Are there no beards there? No, not really. You don't really see a lot of uh, the mountain man look here. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah, I fit in. More mountain man for me in Portland. Yeah. Or just one. Yeah. Um, You know, in Portland, you can definitely run into, um, and listen, if you say a single thing about this, you're a fucking bigot. You need to die, Lee. But there are girls with um, super hairy armpits and beards. I was born and raised in Eugene. You know that, right? Oh, so your your mom had the hair, the <laughs> arm hair. I saw She's chicks like, with kiss me, sweetie. I saw Come chicks. I saw chicks with beards and stuff in the like eighties and nineties. I'm not. It yeah. shocked me. Yeah. Oregon's weird. Yeah. What are you doing to the microphone, Lee? Are you jerking off with the microphone? Yeah, stop bumping it. You're making it's really noisy. Okay. And you know I don't edit anymore, so this is just going to be annoying to people. <laughs> I stopped editing. Lee makes it too frustrating. He's like, ah, ah, hold on, hold on. Oh, is there a dog? Oh, oh, oh. 
Something like that. It's really close to that. I it's, don't remember you sounding like an orangutan the last time I listened to a podcast, but hey. It's the raw material that makes it really shine. Yeah. I'll, yeah. Ne- I'll never deal. <laughs> All right, guys, we're doing Sadoichi. The last one, number Aww. 26, 1989, subtitled Darkness is His Ally. Not Darkness is My Ally, which most people usually say. It's a really interesting one because it was 10 years between. Zadoichi had been doing films, blah, 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 all the way up to 25. Then he was like, hey, I got a new life on television. He did like, I'm not going to exaggerate, I think six seasons of television, maybe seven. And then, you know, he knew he was getting old. And I found out a cool tidbit I'm going to share with you in just a second, Lee. And it's going to lead us into other shit that we're talking about. Jan already knows this tidbit. That's why I say Lee. Anyway, um, so he decided, yeah, I'm getting old. It's 1989. I'm going to do my last blast. Zadowichi. I mean, I, maybe he thought he was going to do more after this. Maybe he thought this was his, like, I'm Quentin Tarantino. I do what I want. And instead he went and <laughs> it had its problems, but it's also pretty fucking great. It does a lot of stuff. But here's the tidbit. The shithead in this, the the mush-faced kid that I I call him Harold and Maude because he looks like Harold from Harold and Maude, the kid with the little line on his cheek like he's actually been cut in his life, that's Shintaro Katsu's actual kid. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Yeah. And in this, that kid inadvertently chops somebody's throat open with a real katana, not knowing the difference between that and a fake one. And, you know, it's pretty much like just like Bruce Lee and Bruce Lee's son, except in this case, it was Shintaro Katsu's son murders the fuck out of somebody and never goes on to do another movie. But they end up in the same spot, obscure. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, well, there you go. Thanks for listening in, everyone. Uh, that was <laughs> Zadoichi, 1989. Darkness is his ally. Hey, in my defense, I just woke up, all right, listener? It's, I, I, I'm not even really here yet. I'm still warming up. He's sleepy. Well, just think about the fact that this movie happened after Too Legit to Quit and Hammer Time. Totally. Totally. 1989, I was in 11th grade. Aww. I was just about to graduate Little high school. Sweetie. Yeah. I'm listening to The Smiths. I'm having a good time. I had no idea that Shintaro Katsu's kid is murdering somebody on set somewhere in Japan. It's true. I know. I was lost. Is it really murder or was it like manslaughter? Oh, it, was, it was definitely manslaughter. It's it was professional Yeah, totally. Actually, they have a term for it. Hold on, let me see if I can pull it up really quickly here. Uh, yeah, back to Wikipedia controversy. They called it professional negligence. You know what I prefer? Professional negligee. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. So this one is we we explained it. It's you know Ichi. He's getting a little older. He's got some friends. He's doing the same shit different day. Um, I'll just start with Lee because you just woke up. No, actually, let's start with Jana. Jana, what did you think <gasps> of Zadoichi 1989? Darkness is his, his ally. <laughs> his ally. Um, it was a little. It was a little slower than I anticipated, but once it got to the good stuff, the good stuff was good. There are only two fast Zadoichis, maybe three. No, they. Okay, how about this? 
It took a little longer to get to the real good killing, which is the funnest part of watching these. Hmm? You know, at the like in the first Zatoichi I watched within the first five minutes, he'd sliced a fly in half with a sword. Yeah. And I think set a boat on fire. So for this one, that had that it, cool it view took a while. down at him. Yeah, that was good. it took a while. We we like met Eddie Haskell, but we didn't understand why he was bad except for his face. And so I yeah. was on the fence about it. But then but then it got good. All right. Yeah. Leroy Brown, baddest man in the whole damn town. What you think, homeboy? Uh, it was pretty clear that this was uh, had to had been influenced by the 80s itself in the film. Uh, it was. I also thought. I was also gonna ask if this was like his swan song. You know, it, seemed, it was. It just 100%. seemed a little bit. Lo- it was a thirty-minute longer movie. Story was allowed to breathe a little bit more. There was a lot more like indulgences of Katsu just kind of being mm. funny and and kind of being uh, humble and running around in the countryside. And he looks so old and tired, mm-hmm. and dirty. And yeah, but to your point, this he directed. Co-wrote the screenplay and of course started it. So yeah, it's one song. And then uh, yeah, it was and it was interesting. Uh, it's probably one of my favorite of all the Lone Wolf and Cub movies with the blood, yeah, and the gore that kind of snuck in there. I was like, oh, what all did, right, all right, okay, all right. I'm what gonna... did I bring up that was very Lone Wolf and Cub in this? Well, the thing is, is that like first of all, like there's blood squirting in a few different scenes, yeah. and that was they kinda picked up, and you know. R- Shintaro Katsu is responsible for all the production of those, so yeah, you know he, he's in there. Yeah, he kind of brought it to the Ichi franchise. Now that the kids who were growing up in the '60s were able to, you know, watch him get a hand job in the bathtub, you know, without any problems. May have had a little slippy Rick in there too. Yeah. You know, that's when the they take the they take the pinky and the oh, thumb and dear. put it in the anus. It's called the oh. what did I say? Slippy Jim. <laughs> Go I on. forget the name. I forget the name, but it's really good. And you know, you get it in these baths. Go on. In Oregon, we have these beautiful baths. They're like hot springs because you know, Mount Hood's an active volcano, so we have these little areas with like really warm stuff. And I just enjoy bathing in them. It's all I'm really trying to say. It's like I think it's good for the bones, good for the you know, good for the spinal fluids. We've to, gone astray. To get warm. Although when you said slippery Rick, were you talking about Rick Steves in the Weekly Top Forty? Mm, who knows. Hmm. Could have been any Rick. Hmm. I I agree. All right. Well, <laughs> let's get into this. So we we all loved it. Um, I started with Jana on the whole. Do you love it? But let's go with Lee on your first favorite scene, baby. He gave it to me so it couldn't get stolen away from me. Sweet I did man. it. I did it for you because it's been a while and I miss you. And here we are. Just take it. All right. Take it so and, and, and you, just. Mm. I was with Jana. I was like, are they going to, is this going to be really slow and boring? And then this really hot chick comes along. And we go to the gambling house and he does what he always does. And then, it's so good. And then boom. We're kind of like, we know that everybody wants her. She's powerful. She's hot. She has everything a man could ever fantasize about, and she meets Ichi in this hot tub. And she gets naked, and she's got the Yakuza tattoos, and she's just like, she's she's seducing him with conversation about his Yakuza chant at some battle, and it's just perfect. And then she just reaches down, and she starts jerking him off, and 
then at some point he's there's no more time for talking. Now Wait, what's it called? The simple Rick. The simple Rick. Yeah. And then, and then boom! All of a sudden, it just it just gets into like 1980s sexual montage, dimly lit but tastefully performed. I love. Okay, it. I'll say. I this. mean, I feel like artificial smoke should be in every love scene, really. Mm-hmm. But also, wouldn't everybody on this podcast want to be in that tub? Come on, Jenny. You know you like it. It hurts. You oh, should I never want, have I sex love, in a hot tub. Chlorine. No, I don't want sex in a hot tub. I want a hand job in one, but also the hot tub to be just warm and make my body feel soft. They were doing all sorts of stuff in there. You think they were doing, like... I don't know. She was at multiple levels yeah. in the hot tub. Oh, and yeah. I okay. feel like if somebody is doing other stuff to me, I'm staying in one position. Okay, well, yeah, I, don't, I just don't appreciate that. Too much water in the vagina. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah and also it looked like it kind of, if it had been shot during the day, it would have had a view. Totally. Oh, right. Yeah. Instead, or, or, you know, maybe they shot the scene in like some back lot. So they're like, put up the dark sky with stars background. Stop taking me out of the picture. Stop taking me out of the picture. So I do say this, the sun comes up and the water's just pure yellow (laughs) from all the dirty fucking samurai coming to stink it up. It's like, oh, we had sex in that. It's like, hepatitis doesn't exist yet, baby. (laughs) (laughs) That comes later. We'll get hepatitis in the future. <laughs> Let's move on. Get some right calls. Wait, why Why does Zatoichi sound like Oscar the Grouch now? Because <laughs> maybe he's a little bit mad about the hepatitis in the tub. He doesn't like it. Zatoichi's mad. <laughs> he got too much fuck water in his mouth. Too, too much fuck water in his mouth. He's butthole. No. Okay. Um, uh. Oh, look at you. Jenna, you're up. Mm-hmm. First favorite scene. Well, I got to go with the... Uh, the nose sliding down the banister, or not banister, column. Nose sliding nice. down the column. It was so nice. I mean, it was just like, when is the next, the big action scene going to happen? I don't think happen? there's a Zatoichi that has a nose sliding down a wall. There was some other blood stuff that happens at weird times, but this was the first time we're getting into that, like, anime graphic kind of, yeah. It was just hilarious. It, like, flies across and, like, <laughs> perfectly lands and then slides Yeah, down. it was a perfect nose, too. Like, you had to chop uh, it, like, like, totally flat. Yeah, exactly. He would have been like... <laughs> I mean, and I, I love watching, like, my favorite Zatoichi scene ever is the one where he's, like, out in a lake bathing, and yeah. these guys come for him, and he's underwater, and he just was like... The shark. And then they all, like, float up. That was so great. And a lot of his fights are like that. They're so efficient that it's like, but, what? Well, wait, it went too fast. Whereas this one, I got, there was a lot of other stuff and the nose. So that was that was my first favorite scene, I'd say. I love it. Well, um, I will take, um, yeah, my first favorite scene. This one's easy because you guys will love it, too. <laughs> all the guys are fighting. Team one, team A versus team B. We don't care. I call the one guy Harold and Maude. The other guy, I call him Skinny Kitano. But suddenly, out of the blue, this barrel comes rolling down the hill. It's like, whoa, there's a barrel. It's a magical barrel because it stops on its own. And then it goes like kind of magically, wee whoop, and it sits upright. And then this best part comes. <laughs> Ichi holds up the said guy's head. And it's like looking out of the barrel all creepily. It's like, oh. Oh, and they're all like, what the fuck? It was like classic. I've said that so many times. Like, I'd love like certain action sequences to take a turn for the darker. And this is exactly what that was. He could have rolled down in the barrel, 
popped up, cut himself out, and just murdered people. But no, he's holding up the head, and then he's, like, throwing it to people and stuff. So they're like, what do I do with the head? What do I do? And he's just cutting them all down. It may and hitting have been... people with it. Yeah, it was one of the best scenes. Yeah, that was good. hilarious because they do look like it's like is he is this barrel enchanted or what? Because <laughs> they're like the the act they cut they do this cutscene and the guys all their their jaws are like earthbound. They're like, oh, what's going on here? And then when you see the head just go around in a circle, it's all it's almost surreal. And then he chops it open and you're like, oh shit, people are about to die. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Love it. All right, well, I think that brings us full back to you, buddy. Um, What's number two? There's a scene where he's in the he's in the he's there's a few scenes like this, but you don't steal mine, you stupid bitch. <laughs> yeah, I don't go on, go, sorry. Me. What I meant is, go on, dear sir. So there's this one scene where these guys are just laying down, and you think they're already dead, and uh, there are lanterns just kind of hanging up on the side of the road, and then as Z as Ichi walks into the into the path where the bodies are they go to attack him and it's like it's cool because you it's still the same old choreography it's just really fast and they're all dead but i thought that i thought what was really great was that they tried to like lay down on the ground so he couldn't hear their steps you know yeah attack him with lanterns because he probably presumably feels a lot safer at night Right, I know I would if I was blind because everybody and he couldn't, else is blind. Yeah, he couldn't see the lantern. Yeah, but it, what he didn't take into account is, of course, it makes a lot of noise. The movement of clothing. Yeah, they would have had to have been naked. He wears those clumpy wood shoes too. No, I just mean like they move. They're like, oh, you just hear it all. Oh, they right. They would have had to have done something else because, yeah. Yeah. And well, then... he also. I mean, wouldn't you know? Like, I don't know. I feel like if you're blind, the path. Like, wouldn't the wind flow on it different if it's covered with people? I would agree with you, but as you pointed out to me, oh, he fell in the hole with the kids. I know it's always him with the kids and falling in a hole. Yeah. He never like he falls puts in his a guard hole when down. there's like bad guys around, but kids around. <laughs> right. He's like, oh, a hole. He's like, ah. oh, kids, I'm gonna go fall in the river. Oh, I just pissed in the river. Every oh, thanks, time kids. he falls in a hole when he's around kids. I don't know. Sorry, mm. Lee. Please continue. Oh no, it's perfect. I just just was gonna say that when you watch these movies, you know it's the same formula over and over and over, but they somehow find a way to never let it get stagnant. And It's what I love the most. I've said this a thousand times, haven't I? Yes. It's my favorite thing. Yes, 26 movies, six to seven seasons of television. It's the same plot every episode. It's brilliantly Japanese and just brilliantly fun. I mean, we love that. I mean, in the same respect, the Japanese just did it better because – you watch Top Chef every fucking season is exactly the same with the same shit. You watch any of these shows, Modern Family, do you think it really changes episode to episode? What shit person is it this one or that one? It's truly kind of the all humans love to have what they love repeated over and over again. And yeah, here we are. Exactly. <laughs> I win the award. Uh, I'll take the Oscar later. Uh, Jenna? <laughs> wait, wait. Wait, whose turn is it? It's my turn. Okay, take it away. Well, Lee took mine, and he did not mention how awesome it is when, as Zadoichi kills the motherfuckers, he, like, slices through all of the pretty lanterns so that oh, they, like, flame yeah. up oh, so yeah. there's just, like, this cool yeah. circle of fire. 
It's a good point because yeah, the circle of I fire almost thought they really would go cool. on fire themselves. And then that he just pushes them in the water, pretty sweet. Yeah, that was pretty um, sweet. So my next, my favorite scene, next favorite scene, is also it's shortly after the barrel magic. Um, there's this one guy that is annoying the whole fucking time. He's like the next in command under Harold and Maud. Oh, and right. He's no, just but a, not the dreadlock guy. He's not the dreadlock guy. No, it's this other guy. He's just a dick the whole time. And he decides in the middle of this epic battle where Ichi is just murdering the shit out of everyone, he decides he needs to take a piss. Oh, that was awesome. And he sees this rolled up, like rattan shade that he thinks just happens to be there leaning just for him and Zatoichi's in there. <laughs> and he's perfectly seen there because then he's about to piss and he the guys come and look at him and he's like, Go fucking find him, you bitches. Yeah, he's just such a dick and he's just like, Hurry up, hurry up and then he starts to go and Ichi comes out and then wraps him in the thing. It's pretty great. I was at first sort of like, Ew, he's getting all that piss on him. Like even when he wraps yeah. Dick, dick out guy into his rattan roll. Well, and then when it falls down, there's like blood spurting <laughs> and pee spurting from like that's, two different. That's spots. all I was gonna say. Is it's just like it, I guess it doesn't matter at that point because you're getting bodily clearly, fluids on. You clearly, know? he wouldn't still have an arc of pee after dying, but it's it's fine. It's still pretty funny. The bladder holds a lot of pressure. I don't know about that. I think they used to cut him out. Uh, like like um, who's that guy that used to wear the raccoon cap? He used to get human bladders and fill them with water. Davy Crockett? Yeah, Davy Crockett would get human bladders because they were bigger than a lot of things. Like, he preferred cow ones. But Where the hell did he get human bladders? From all the people he murdered. He would just murder people and he'd get a human Davey bladder. Davy Crockett, out. king of the wild frontier, murdered people? Of course he did. He was at the Alamo. Oh, I didn't realize At the Alamo, that. he well, killed I sound dumb, but over, I just didn't realize. Over, like... 200 people at the I just always picture I don't know much about Davy Crockett I just always pictured him like off in the woods by himself like doing chivalrous things because you know what happens to the boy scouts if she's ever taught you anything if you're in the woods by yourself having a good time some asshole is going to come up and try to kill you what do you do murder them cut their bladder out make it into your drinking vessel you gotta have a pretty good sense of anatomy I think he wore a fucking raccoon hat he's like Fuck you, people. I even lord. Wasn't that just what people did, though? Like the French fur traders. I we're just know. we're creating some sort of questionable alternative history uh, here, but I like it. Anyway, Lee, what do you think? Uh, well, you have to also remember that they would have been used to gutting animals and gore in those times. That was a pretty common practice. So uh, it's it wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been that hard for anyone to to carve the bladder out of the body of someone that they just killed. I love Davy Crockett. All right, it's on to me. Okay, I get my one. It's the best because um, it was remade in recent years in, I believe it was Blade 2. If it wasn't Blade 2, it was Blade 3. Blade's holding this baby, and he's about to fight this horrible fucking vampire asshole. And instead, he just throws the baby in the air. He kills the motherfucker, and then he catches the baby, and he looks in the baby's face, and he says, Coochie coo. <laughs> <laughs> Same exact thing happened in this. Zanuichi's got this baby, and this woman's just like, no, my baby. It's actually one of our sweeties. She's a great one. But he's like, eh, you have my baby. And this dude, it was a finally uh, Harold Maude, as I called him, except now I'll call him 
Zedoichi's murderous child. Anyway, he's like, I'm going to kill you anyway, even though you hold the baby. He throws the baby in the air, slashes him across his throat, and then catches the baby in his own arms, just like Blade did. Kochiku. Great scene. Great scene. <laughs> that scene speaks to me. Kuchiku. Kuchiku. Very All right, are we gonna go? For, are we going for a third circle, Lee? Do you have a third favorite scene? I do. Uh, it's right. an easy thing to have a third favorite scene. I just, I, 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 I like pushing it because if you don't have three, the movie wasn't that good. Lee, mm. three. Okay, so Ichi is. Oh well, it's hard to say because I've got four. I'm gonna go. Uh, fuck it, I'll go with the. I'll yeah no I'm gonna I'm gonna steal it. It's the gambling scene. It's always the gambling um, scene. Of course. It's so good. It's like... Take take it. They always find a way to get Ichi to get over one on one on people who either have it coming or just fucking deserve it, right? Like, and have it coming like they've already tried to cheat him and uh, deserve it because, they, you know, they're just unscrupulous characters and no real moral fiber. And uh, so on this one, he's killing it. They all know he's killing it because he always kills it. That's how Ichi lives his lifestyle. And um, so he's like, I want to roll the dice. And he notices by the touch that the five is, is the Japanese character for five and not dots. And that's Yeah. So he's like, oh, okay. So he puts up some money and he purposely rolls without the um or he does it first with the house money but he purposely rolls and he throws the dice out of the cup and they all play it and so they're all like yeah let him let him deal let him deal so then he puts up his own money and they're and they're all like oh and then they the so some of the high roller guys push everybody out of the way and put their money up and ichi's got a lot of rio i was what 16 rio these are big yeah. gold plates and so then he, took, which looks so much more impressive than the wooden ones. Oh hell that yeah! They're bringing out in the box. It's like this is real fucking. Yeah, money. this is not a marker. This is actual money. Right. And that, like he says that, yeah. and I didn't get that. And you can explain that. I guess the marker's just like you know, it means I have like, money you, because yeah, he's pulling to, out the. I he's yeah. like I don't have a marker. I just have all this fucking gold but money. Here's my gold that it, right. The chips are supposed to represent right. So then, so then he. Uh, oh, I get it. Like a he, gambling he, house, he right? He's like, I don't have any chips, him, but so I have the house on fuck this one. ton of gold. And the same thing what happens. The dice come out the cup, okay. and Go he's on. like Go making on. sure he's like taking a long yeah, time, making it. sure everybody's made their decision. And then he p- he picks up the dice that are outside the cup, throws them into his sleeve, and lifts up the cup, and there's the house dice. And he's called it correctly, so they all owe him. Pay up, bitches. And then, uh, and then he also very cleverly, like some guys down on his luck, he he throws a gold uh, Ryu to him, and and yeah. and shoves his fist off the table, like, "Hey, get out of here!" And then, uh, and then, as, yeah, exactly. And so then, uh, so then they uh, they're all pissed. They're super pissed. So then he's go naturally. He's he's got a big uh, big old pocket full of thirty two, thirty one, which was his he's buddy from prison. And they go to assault yeah. him. And first of all, like, there's a lot of them. There's probably, like, 15 of these guys. And he, and it's close quarters, and it's a wide shot, but he just starts fucking them up without even using his sword. He, They're, like, attacking him, and he's, like, physically just, he's just such a good martial artist. He's kicking their ass. It was all, it was good Aikido. It's this this idea that they're getting onto him, that he's able to 
push them on their way. One guy almost falls in the fire. The other guy falls down. Yeah, he's, like, ready to just go ahead and pull the sword out. But it's like, I don't have to yet. You're yeah. just being idiots. And then he insults them all. And, yeah, that's badass. And, and the hotness gets involved, and she's like, listen, you guys know the rules. And you're supposed to play the house dice, and you're not supposed to play outside the cup. You had it coming. Yeah, it's that was awesome. It was one of the best scenes, and and again, one we've seen a thousand times, but it doesn't make it any less fucking awesome. No, it makes it anticipatory because you want to see how they do it this time. Yeah, and also we just want anybody who fucks with somebody. That's the thing. He's the ultimate like vengeance man. It's like, oh, oh, he's blind. Let's take advantage of him. Oh, I just had my entire throat slit thanks moving on yeah <laughs> all right jenna so there's this older samurai that kind of haunts ichi throughout the movie he just kind of yeah. keeps hanging out it's almost Harold kills ichi a few times hero right no doesn't he kind of own him Oh, he does. He ends up trying out yeah. and killing Dreadlock guy. Killing Dreadlock guy, yeah. And I, I think he's supposed to kill Ichi, but this is bef- but before he's even hired. It's like he goes out of his way to ask to get hired because it's after he meets Ichi and draws him. If you're but, a badass, you're like, hey, hired gun. But then you meet Ichi, you're like, well, maybe not that hired. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. All I know is that he follows him throughout the thing. And you think he's just disappeared and that he trusts Ichi. Like, he just admires him too much to try and kill him, so he's going to bail and leave town. But then, the final scene of the movie, Ichi's walking off over a hill into the sunset. And who should appear mm-hmm. but his but his friend? So they kind of silently circle each other, and he kills that guy. Yeah, he finally decides he's going to take the chance and go ahead and try to go after Ichi, right? Yep. And Ichi's like... Nope, I knew your game all the time. Which also I think is, and Lee, I think you'll stand by this, it's also another standard trope. Like, that happened with um, Yojimbo. It happened with other people, too. They're like... I'm a sucker for tropes. Yeah. Well, I like that one. I like that one, too. It's like, I'm working for the bad boss, but also Zadoichi's cool, so I kind of want to hang out with him and have a good time, but also I want to kill him, and also he's going to kill me. And there's also a lot of money on Ichi's head. I mean, yeah. there's money to be had if you can bring down Ichi. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Do I get the final one? You do. All right. Um, it's the final countdown. <laughs> um, my last one's easy, and I think you'll both appreciate this. It starts with him in prison, and prison's not good. There's like this funny thing. We know he can kill anybody without a sword. We know he can. Like, he could just murder them. He could murder them with a bowl. But for some reason, Tadawichi's not at the top of his game when this show starts. And somebody's stealing his food. And they steal his soup. And he drinks the soup off the ground, which I think was a really good scene. It's obnoxious and ridiculous. Super gross. It's gross. But then he decides he meets the anarchist that we eventually become friends with. But then he fights the guy. What I love... This is the one scene that stuck with me with this film throughout the years and years that I've known it. He breaks the guy's arms behind his back and uses the broken guy's arms to beat the guy in the head with his own broken arms. And I just say, yay! (laughs) Kill him! Kill him! 
And you know what's cool is he doesn't even get anything for that. He beats the guy up, breaks his arms, and then he gets his ten lashings and gets to get out and go start the movie. Badass last scene. Yeah, whenever when he was sucking up that soup off the floor, I was like, that's me every time I've ever been in the liquor store. And there's a <laughs> totally. Oh, it dropped. Pardon I me for a moment. I got it. I got it. No problem. Oh, that, gu- that glass really cuts the lips. But man, it's just sweet, sweet, free liquor. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Oh, well then, full circle, back around. We start with you, Lee. Um, what did you, you think? Guys, uh, what'd you, oh. Yeah, oh, what you love I, it? Yeah, of course I loved it. I I mean, you can never have too much Zatoichi. I mean, it's just one of those things. I and it was interesting. It was weird because it had, it definitely had been influenced by the '80s at that point. Oh, I thought it was a wonderful end. The 1980s were uh, very alive in this movie, which gave it an interesting flair. Kind of. Oh. That song. Oh, yeah. The song. Blood- Matthew that likes song. singing to the song. I kept trying to sing the song to Jenna. Bloodsport like, flashbacks. It was. It sounded just like that. Oh, you're so good. It warmed my heart. Yeah. And, uh, you you know, I think you could tell that this was, that you he just looks, he, he actually did look really tired and beaten down to some degree. Totally. Uh, he was a heavy drinker and heavy everything. Prostitutes, cocaine. He was a he did the best he could. You know, look at him and his brother. I don't know how they both stayed so fat with all that coke. I assume it was just like constant sake, which has a ton of sugar. It was a gift, really. And uh, and at the end of the day, it really makes me appreciate uh, the other Zatoichi that our boy made from uh, two thousand one. Yeah. It made me appreciate it that much more because it's like you know. I want to throw something out here to anybody listening to this that loves Zatoichi. If you ever go on the Facebook group, it's a bunch of fucking losers. They're the worst people in the world. Like, multiple times people post the Kitano Satoichi, and it's just pure hate, hate, hate. It's like, why? Like, all he was really doing is, like, giving love to Katsu Satoichi. Like, he's just trying to... It's this thing that's existed in the mind of Japan for like fucking 50 years and and you know the I, I forget the name of the guy who did the manga but why shit on it but they are just all like if it isn't katsu it isn't zatoichi and i just disagree i feel like uh, i feel like he did you know kitano he made a funner i would watch kitano's zatoichi any day of the week it's just such a fun fucking movie and it has all those cool little kitanoisms but it also stays sincere to the spirit of zatoichi i completely agree it's it's one of my favorite zatoichis yeah yeah like think of the guy the retarded dude that lives like in the house around the thing and he just runs around <laughs> wearing his samurai gear it's it's got all these cool little things that he threw in there but he also stays just as badass like bring it on i will I mean, Kitano grew up watching all 26 movies. It's like he's got something on us. Like, you can't be like, I'm into this and not appreciate somebody whose life was like developed around Satoichi and he did his own. And because he didn't do anything else like that. You look at like the, the thin catalog that is Kitano, he doesn't have a lot of movies. 
and he chose to do that i just think it's fucking brilliant yeah yeah so when you look at something from 89 that's a lot that's it's a lot more modern than the original ones and you look at that and this one it was good it, i mean it's all it's it's out of each you gonna be bad but at the same time i just it just made me really appreciate the fact that in 2001 katano made anichi in it i i think it's more than stands up to this one absolutely yeah people wanted the character to go on forever the way it was but i do feel like he brought the brought the goods well jenna what did you think you've seen how many now I think I've just seen three. All right. I mean, I said what I thought at the beginning. I think... This is your final thought. This is my final thoughts. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's tricky for me. I like the older ones much better. Because I think the the newer soundtrack and some of the storylines <laughs> kind of took me out of it. <laughs> that suddenly there was like Miami Vice music playing while he was walking down a dark path. I was like, it sounded very really, yeah. really? It just, it, it take, I like being in the illusion. And when you do things like that, it kind of takes you out of the illusion. Yeah. Everything else was so consistent, but the music I think especially was what was like, wait, what? I like it. Well, obviously, I love this one. Um, it was the last one. I like that it got a little grittier. I actually, what Lee said, um, I like that it got a little more Lone Wolf and Cub. There were ma- moments of super gore, which we didn't see before that. And yeah, um, it still kept its sentimentality around, um, you know, the hierarchy of people. And mm. again, we talk about the lady and. We talk about the old people, all the old bosses and the way um, Harold and Maude came in and murdered the fuck out of them. It's a, it's a <laughs> lot. It stays a lot the same, even though it's, it's very different. And I think that comes from Shintaro Katsu just trying to like he is he was old. He was older then. He's like, this isn't going to last much longer. And I don't think he lasted but three more years or something like that. He so, maybe didn't even last till the end in that hot tub. I know, right? <laughs> I'm not sure he lasted. There's a point where I he started to, wiggling. Sorry. I thought he was having a heart problem. He, he just pulled his butt cheek, that's all. <laughs> I'd like to thank Jesus and Tom Cruise and Oprah. I think they're the same people, and they're all related to that alien that's the Scientology alien. So. E.T. phone home. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. E.T. I don't know what to tell you, Mr. Tenderson. Um, I don't think E.T. is an old Jewish man. No, that was me doing Danny (laughs) from Danny's evil guy from The Shining. Oh, I've never seen that. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mr. Anderson, I will eat your butthole. You sounded like George Costanza's dad. Did you see Dr. Sleep or no? Of course I did. How was it? It was so good. It really was. It was really good. You know, it's, yeah, it's something special, frankly. And the movie has multiple hot chicks, Lee. I, I have to see it now. You've, mm-hmm. already, you've just convinced multiple. me. Multiple. <laughs> Do it's... you know how many charity car washes I've accidentally been lured into? It's just... I'm like, listen, ladies, this is not because you're hot. It's because my, my car is really fucking dirty, okay? <laughs> Can you just clean the car? I'm getting out not to ogle you because I don't want water to get on me. There's maybe some leaks in the windows, okay? Subscribe my car. 
<laughs> no. No. Ah, <laughs> uh, thank you, Lee. Uh, I I just thoroughly enjoy observing your squeegee technique. I think. <laughs> yeah, it's like if you could. Is there any way you could listen? Look, I got a little. I got a little like peanut butter on my mouth from breakfast. Could you squeegee my face with your hand? <laughs> Who has peanut butter for breakfast? What the fuck? Me. Peanut butter is delicious. Wait, I know, you're, wait. You're wait. Did you mean you... penis butter? Yeah, penis butter, on the other hand, is good for I you unless you're a vegan. Cinnamon, cinnamon, they can't have it. They never have, ever since they first came to this country. Yeah. Now, Lee taught me the value of penis butter. <laughs> okay, everyone. Until next time. Mm-hmm. That was it. Bye. <laughs>